Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I am talking to Gracie Murphy. Hello, Gracie. Hello, sir. How are you? Gracie's kind of a um, has an a amazing uh, uh, record of accomplishment behind her. She's the founder and CEO of Advanced Care Partners, which is an in-home pediatric adult nursing care services, personal care support services, founded in 2010. And they've got 1,300 or more than 1,300, you can correct me, employees. Is that a, a close figure? It is about right. Yeah, and uh, about uh, 34 million in revenue per year. Is that about right? A little bit more than that, but yes. Okay, so that's a safe figure. Entrepreneur of the Year in 2020 in the Inc. 5000 Hall of Fame. And on the Inc. 5000 list, uh, six years in a row for as top engineer uh, uh, entrepreneur came into America from Brazil to work as a currency trader for a global money transfer. And uh, now she's got her own business. So it's going to be exciting to hear uh, what Gracie knows about winning. And so Gracie, you told me you're uh, in Atlanta, in Buckhead, right where I used to live. And uh, uh, it's a great place to uh, live and operate. And so talk to what, uh, you know, I'm going to get you to repeat when we were getting uh, going earlier. I said, what, why do you do these things, Gracie? And I think it'd be great for people to hear that, you know, like, why are you doing this? Yes, I think the, the, the most important piece is as an entrepreneur and scaling a business, there are very different phases that you have to go through the, 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 the business growth and also skills that you have to develop throughout this journey. So, to me, if I can help anyone going through those transitions of growth and uh, and help them to see some red flags along the way, uh, which I wish I had a lot of uh, that support as well when I was growing ACP, I think that is my 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 major um, intent here is not just help but also help them to release complexity uh, because uh, growing a business is not as simple as it sounds. Absolutely. And uh, let's talk about how in the world uh, you got to the point to where you started your business. We'll talk about the other stuff later, but what did you go through in your life to got, get you to the point where I'm going to start something really big and run <laughs> it myself? This is going to be my deal. Well, my story is quite an interesting story. My mom, actually, I come from Brazil and I, in, and I lived until I was 16 years old in a really tiny town in the middle of nowhere in Brazil with 18,000 people. And, and my mom put me in a beauty contest without me knowing. And I ended up uh, winning the national level for that contest, which opened the door for me to move into the capital of the south of Brazil, where I went to school, I went to college as well as my MBA there. But everything started from that beauty contest that my mom signed me up without my permission. 
And, uh, and then when I was uh, finishing my MBA, I had the opportunity to uh, come to America as a currency trader uh, to work for Global Money Remittance. And I always had this feeling in my heart that there was something bigger for me to accomplish. I did not know what it was, but I took the opportunity. Um, I guess when you're 22 years old, you don't really know what the risks are that you're putting yourself through it. And I will never forget, I went back home and I told my mom and dad uh, that I was having this great opportunity to move to America. And my dad, who is a dentist, he said, why do you want more? Why do you want to leave us? And it really made me think so deep at that moment because I didn't really need more and I didn't really know the answer to that. But what I answered to my dad, I said, because the sky is the limit and, um, and there's much more to conquer. There's much more to give back. Um, so my mom stood up and said, go, if you ever fail, we're gonna be here to support you and to catch you. So I had very different parents. Um, one was the entrepreneur, the other one was the more conservative. And I think that complement who I am today, the, the, the two of them made uh, who I am. Sounds like your dad was a conservative one. He was. He was a very conservative one. Uh, 80% of my family, they are dentists. And I always say the dentists are not the most entrepreneurial uh, professionals or, or people, um, but they really think very hard and deep. And then when they opened their mouth, uh, at least my dad was, he was very wise and he always had something to contribute. And what do you remember? Uh, what was the themes that they uh, pounded into you growing up that you remember? Resilience. Um, you can always be better. My mom always motivated me to try and make and really make mistakes because he she always said that you know the your biggest teacher is your last mistake. So just don't make mistakes without learning anything from it. Otherwise, it becomes ignorance, it becomes stupidity. So I always look for continuous improvement. And my dad always forced me to um, make basically measure risks and, uh, and be very analytical on what I was doing so things can make sense. And so uh, making sense out of things, improving, moving forward, uh, um, being in charge of your life. These are things that are like drilled into you from an early age, plus the example of your parents, I guess. Yes. Now, did you have any self doubt? Are you, you know, you're, you're still stunningly beautiful. I can tell everybody if it was just listening to this on the, uh, uh, audio. And so, uh, you grow up, uh, not, having any self-doubt or anything you got great parents you've got great genes you've got you know uh, a, a great uh, presence in life do you grow up just full of confidence or do you have doubts as you're coming up the ladder a you know? lot of doubts and i wish it was as simple as you defined but i will tell you that i don't i don't say that to a lot of people but because they normally don't take it right but being beautiful it's not as easy or or 
it's actually a barrier in your letter as you grow professionally. I uh, came here, I didn't speak any English. I learned English going to 24-7 Walgreens, reading labels with really? electronic translator pen because I didn't need to speak English. I was trading money with Brazilian banks. And uh, so the, the company who hired me is because I, 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 spe- I spoke a very good uh, Portuguese. And, and then once you come into the United States without the language and you have a pretty face, people first judge you for your image and automatically put the filter that you're not smart. And you cannot even open your mouth and, and speak a very articulated uh, language, which is the English. So how can I transpass that barrier and that self-doubt? And it took me three years to even be confident to be speaking out loud my thoughts because you know I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. So in growing, you know, in a corporate world, uh, or even even growing in a, in a um, entrepreneurial world where you started a company and then you have to not just build trust but build accountability. Being a female leader is not, um, it, a lot of times puts a little bit more challenges in front of you, but if you're also beautiful, um, you know, peop- you have to come across a little bit more smart than everybody else and quicker so people give you the opportunity to open your <clears throat> mouth without, without the judgment. Hey, Listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Yeah, uh, I can totally understand that because of, you know, growing up beautiful myself, it was always a <laughs> It was always such a problem for me. I'm glad you relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) I can just really relate. Uh, You know, people just thought I was just, you know, a good looking guy and didn't have a brain. But uh, (laughs) But it it is a normal thing that human beings do. And and, and it is automatically and people don't realize. You have no idea how many times I talk to men and they look at me, pause. Number one, they're not paying attention to anything I'm saying. Number no, two, when they pay attention to what I'm saying, they look at me and many times they say, wow, and you're, and you're smart. Yeah. As if, like, this, I, I can't believe it, you have both. And I just want to literally to punch someone when they say that because that's bullying. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's an important point and that is i learned this early on people live up to not so much their own self-image but their their impression of what other people's image of them is you know and i can i can remember uh and you can pick that up you know it's i get you know i was in construction when i got out of georgia tech and uh you know i was my degree was 
in uh, building construction. So we were building houses. And so I was in charge of building the houses, 25 houses a year, right out of Georgia Tech. And so I was the man in charge. Everybody looked up to me, you know, they asked me for questions, you know, how to figure this out, figure out that, you know, and our houses sold like hotcakes. The uh, builder I worked with, he was the money man. And he, uh, he eventually, you know, very quickly was elected president of the uh, Atlanta Home Builders Association off of the houses I was building. Now he did teach me how to build them, but uh, you know, he, he went on my coattails more or less, or at least that's what I told him. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is that in spite of that, once the morning happened, it was funny how instantly this, this happened, Gracie. I went from confident, achieving everything, young age, that where I remember I went out the 23rd of December, we're getting ready. It's funny, this is uh, approaching Christmas. The 23rd of December in 1974 or five or whatever it was. And uh, I show up in the job site and the guy says, uh, bad news. He said, I've just been going through the bills and the money markets have dried up. This was way back when there was an oil embargo and the banks were not loaning money. You know, they were paralysis, you know, kind of like COVID fears today. And, uh, people couldn't get people who were selling their house to buy our house. They couldn't get the people who they were selling to couldn't get financing. Nobody could get financing. So it was just like came to a stop you know and he said i don't even have money to pay our bills much less pay you a salary you know so he said i'm just gonna have to struggle by and do it all myself and so he had he said i'm gonna have to lay you off well regardless of how people get terminated uh if you do it gently if there's a logical reason or or you know, they've screwed up and you're mad at them. It doesn't really matter because you feel like a dog, you know, and instantly, as soon as the word spreads, you know, the word spreads like, just like air, like a virus, you know, everyone knew I was fired. I was laid off. It's just instantly. And it was funny. <laughs> My opinion of myself, I just felt like a total idiot because I had to get in my truck drive away and I couldn't do anything right. You know, I dropped my keys, you know, I backed into a pole going back down the driveway, you know, cause my head was spinning and cause I just felt like such an income poop. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I not, I had changed, but I could tell, tell the opinion of the people around me. They look at me like an outsider. He doesn't belong here, you know, type thing. And it's a terrible feeling. Yeah. <laughs> It's a terrible feeling, especially when you're starting out and you don't have any, at least I had the past accomplishment of knowing uh, the reality of what I'd accomplished and everybody else did too. But at that moment, you know, you feel like the outsider and you feel that- uh, The intruder. Yeah, the intruder. And so uh, it's gotta be much rougher uh, you take that and then you move to a new country. So why did you, why was it important for you to move to uh, Atl uh, Atlanta, uh, the U United States at that time, be even before you got 
uh, fluent in English and, and had the confidence of at least that barrier being removed? Well, I think when, you know, unfortunately at that moment, preparedness was not the case before the opportunity comes. So the opportunity oh, came. Okay, the opportunity came. Uh, I got prepared, but to be quite honest, I did not really measure a lot of the consequences, risks, or or anything on the negative side. What I did measure were the opportunities right. that I would not be taking if I don't say yes. Yeah. And I would forever be asking myself, why did I do it? So I came and uh, from the first time I put my feet on the ground here, uh, I knew that this was home and I never looked back. And I used every single opportunity and every single failure because I failed a lot as an opportunity to get better. Uh, I think you know that the difference between a good and a great leader is the way they think. And if you can control your thoughts and make that in a very powerful, positive outcome, you have the world and you have the control of yourself. And I had always been very disciplined on leading myself as an individual, uh, not just on the health side, but how I spend my time on developing, you know, myself as an individual as well as a professional person, uh, professional. So, you know, you gotta be disciplined on what and how you use your time. And, you know, the, the, the point that you're, bringing up is something I don't think is talked enough about. And that is, I've called it living a no regrets life. We all have regrets. You can't, you know, but it's overstating the case. But the idea is like, on the, at least the big things in life, you get a thought, you get a chance to do something, go for it. Because life does not, uh, one of the, I, I'm a, a photographer. And uh, uh, the thing is in photography, when you get a shot, that one of the th things about photography is you always carry your camera. You always have the lens cap off. You always have it on and you always have your hand on it, you know, pretty much. So when you see something bang, you know, you're always looking because you know the perfect picture is going to come. It, it's going to be catch you by surprise and it's not going to be repeated. And so much of being a photographer is being able to like a quick draw artist on a Western, you know, being able to draw, get that gun out uh, quick and to get that camera out and boom. So you got to be prepared in advance. And uh, so when opportunities come, you can be, take advantage of it. But so much of that has to do with also in life, with your health, with relationships, with business, with travel, uh, uh, you know, you're in a rare spot and you get a chance to go and see the greatest view they have from that thing out in the ocean or whatever. And there's only one time you can get up there. You just have to make it happen because you're probably not going to be back to that place again. And, you know, they might build a subdivision on top of that lookout point, you know, by the time you get back and you couldn't get to it. And so uh, I can remember doing things like that in Hawaii. And so, the deal is when opportunities come, uh, people that make, you know, that are successful in life had a tendency to jump more than be hesitant or wait for the, you know, sit around debating, you know, then that's the good time not to be a dentist, you know, uh, 
entrepreneurials like, are notorious for for taking the risk and and really to me it was not even about being prepared sometimes it's are you able even to see the opportunities that's coming on your way because if people choose to live in a mindset of not being positive or there is a, stress, a lot of stress in their lives, they are blindsided. And there is many opportunities that can come in their lives and they can be to- totally prepared, but if they don't see it or don't, 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 don't expect that to become something bigger than themselves, then you know, they're not gonna take it. And you know, there's a purpose for everything. And, and when, when th- things that are bigger comes into your way, don't ask a lot of questions when it comes to the future because you can't predict the future. You can, you know, design what you want. You can design who you want to be and what you want to create. So contribute towards that with the opportunity that is right here. And uh, uh, you talked about, going to college and, and things like that. Was that down in Brazil? Uh, Brazil, And was that big town you went to, Sao, Sao Paulo or? Porto Alegre, which is the capital of the South. Okay. And- uh, about, It's about 4 million people. But I go from 18,000 to 4 million. I didn't even know how to go across the street in a stoplight. We didn't have stoplights in my city. And uh, just to see how small it was. And I grew up with uh, m- mom and dad, you know, Italian family. My, my half of my family is from Italy and, and, and half of my family are Portuguese. So grandma's house was the, was the, the, the location of everybody would reunite. So I, 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 fortunately, I grew up with a very um, normal family, let's put it this way. Not a lot of drama, not a lot of... Uh, changes right. we 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 were there if you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world i've taken the most valuable business lessons i've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch go to whiteellenwinnie.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible I'm Larry Wydell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.